0: fans welcome to episode 51 of go tells the wall podcast. I am your host the one and only Sean O'Rourke and as I said we're getting into it tonight episode 51 we're gonna have some fun. we do have the live feed going as we usually do I got to stop explaining that because by now if you've been listening for a while you're aware that we're live on Facebook when we actually record this even if you only listen to audio. So we're gonna get into it lots of fun stuff tonight for you, or today, or this evening, or this afternoon, whenever it is you're actually listening to the podcast, it's, it's just, we say night because that's when, you know, I actually record it and everything, uh, and Thursday night to be specific, always happening on Thursday nights, we did miss an episode last week, well, didn't miss an episode, skipped a week, essentially, uh, everything was just crazy, I'll, I'll get into a little more of that, everything's fine, we just, it was too too busy to actually, scheduling conflicts, you know, these things happen, so we'll get into that, alright, let's get into the show! Let's get into it. Episode 51, Go Tell It to the Wall podcast. We kick things off as usual with the social plugs. Social plugs. If you want to contact us, follow us, follow me, get more hashtag common sense throughout your week, you can do so at Facebook until Facebook explodes. We're still on there. Uh, Facebook.com slash Go Tell It to the Wall. Check us out there. Like the page. Follow. Send messages. Do the things. Post memes. Do whatever you do. You know. Uh, also, on Twitter. At Tell the Wall Pod. That's right. At Tell the Wall Pod or at Magic Muppet. At Magic Muppet. That's my personal account. At 12, Tell the Wall Pod. We have a few different people that kind of handle that. You never know what's going to come out of there. Always common sense. Always common sense. Of course, uh, importantly as well, would be our YouTube channel. Just head on over to YouTube, search Go Tell to the Wall. Uh, you don't even need to include podcasts for that one. Like the page, subscribe, like the page. I, I can't keep track of all these. Subscribe, subscribe on there. Really making a push for subscribers, wall fans. We get a lot of views on those videos. Not so many people actually subscribing, so make sure you subscribe, share the videos, view the videos, have some fun with it. Uh, You're going to find content up there that you're not going to find anywhere else. It's only on YouTube. All of these episodes go live up there, but in addition to that, there's plenty of additional content, uh, so check that out as well. And of course, most importantly, and inclusive of all those things that I just mentioned would be... Sean O'Rourke That's right. Sean O'Rourke live.com. will take you to all of those things that I just mentioned as well as our Patreon page. And you will find some additional exclusive content up there that you're not going to find anywhere else. You're, not gonna, you're only going to find it on the website. So check us out there, and if you can't remember, you know, at Tell The Wall Pod all of it's right there. You can all you got to do is go to seanworklive.com, and you can click on all those links, and you'll be able to to like pages, follow Twitters, subscribe to YouTubes, all that good stuff. So make sure you do it, and if you enjoy what you're seeing, share it with your friends. For God's sake, share it with your friends let your friends know how great it is or how terrible it is you know i really if you're going to let your friends know i don't care if you're letting them know that it's great or it's terrible either one's fine with me go for it let's do it as long as it's getting out there go tell it to the wall that's what we're going for uh all right i'm going to mention this at the top of the show for those of you listening out there for those of you on the live feed you may notice especially if you watch the live feed regularly we've got a new little sticker on the microphone this week that's right We've got a new little sticker, and I've mentioned previously that we're working on a new logo. Still in the works on that logo, but we got through the first stages of the logo, and what happened was I decided to just go ahead and throw, some, throw together some super, super, super limited edition stickers. That's right. These are fresh, fresh off-the-presses stickers, limited edition. I, I, I'll be honest. I've got 50 of them. I've got 50 of them. We're not making any more, and I've got 49. One of them is sitting on my microphone right here. So I want to show that off a little bit. I'm not. I, these aren't going to be spread around like everywhere. They're just. They're not because I've only got 50 of them. We don't have the logo finalized. However, if you are a patron, if you're a patron of Go Tell Us the Wall podcast, you're getting one of these stickers. Don't worry about it. I've got it set aside for you. You're getting one of these, uh, as well as some people out there who kind of help the show along. Big fans of the show, really like, you know, that actually help us with content and that kind of stuff. And if you're interested in getting one of these, shoot me a message, you know, uh, spread the word, whatever it might be, impress me a little, and we'll, we'll get you one of these super, super, super limited edition Go Tell to the Wall podcast stickers. Uh, they're not even Go Tell to the Wall podcast, it's just Go Tell to the Wall. It, it is encompassing of the entire entity that is Go Tell to the Wall, you know, the, the YouTube channel, Go Tell to the Brewery, and all that good stuff. Uh, and I got to be honest with all of you out there, I am super excited about this logo, I'm super excited. Like I said, we got through the first stages of it, and it is fantastic. it, it is it's, it's going to continue to be tweaked and, and and modified and everything else. That's why these stickers that I'm that I have in my possession right now, I'm holding them up on the thing, uh, are are there's not going to be any more like these. So those of you out there, Kevin, I see you on the live feed. Now now I I owe you two stickers, <laughs> uh, Kevin, who is a big. Personal friend of mine, but also a, a fan of the show and and patron. Most importantly, a patron of the show. Uh, we're gonna be getting him some stickers, and of course, uh, like I said, if you're interested, impress me. Send me a message. Like you know, tell me what it is you're doing to spread the common sense, and I will get one of these stickers out to you. I promise. Until we run out, because they're limited edition, and I got I got 49 left. And <laughs> some of those are gonna go, like I said, to to people that that have already supported the show. And if, if you're already a patron, you're getting one. You're getting one, so don't worry about it. I've got it set aside for you. All good. Uh, but I'm so excited about these. I'm just ridiculously excited about these stickers. And we're, we're still working, like I said, on the overall logo. And then once we finalize that, we'll have, like, the official Go Tell It to the Wall podcast stickers that you will hopefully start seeing out in the world, uh, especially around Southern California because that's where we're based. Uh, so look forward to that, Wall fans. I'm excited about it. I'm just ridiculously excited about it. i got to be honest. Uh, all right. All right. I was hoping uh, that that one of them was going to jump on the live feed. Uh, But I would be remiss if, if if I skipped a certain thing. This is kind of twofold. Uh, I've mentioned previously on the podcast and we're still on the opening for those of you that are confused. I've mentioned previously on the podcast, I don't actually do the happy birthday thing on social media. And that is because I always feel like I miss a birthday and then I, you know, I say happy birthday in a public forum to someone else like on, on Facebook or whatever else. And then I just, I'm like, Oh, I, I miss one. I, you know, so I just, I stopped altogether, you know, with the exception of like my wife, <laughs> you know, uh, it's okay. you know, she, she usually gets a little happy birthday post, uh, on the social platforms, but I don't do that for everyone else. However, I do want to take a moment to recognize two people, two people, uh, first off, fan of the show, close personal friend, and importantly, as I mentioned, a patron of the show would be my good friend, Seth. It was his birthday last week and I completely was so busy that I didn't even personally wish him a happy birthday. Uh, so I want to take a moment now, Seth, I know you're listening. He never gets on the live feed. He doesn't do the social media stuff, but Seth. Happy belated birthday to you. And on top of that, as I said, I was hoping he'd join the live feed. He might be jumping on here soon. He's probably catching up on some Red Sox highlights. Uh, And that would be our stats and information person, Chris. It's actually his birthday today april 5th so happy birthday to you as well chris uh just wanted to mention that especially with chris with all he does to help the show you know he's getting he's also a patron of the show you know he's getting one of these go tells the wall limited edition stickers uh so happy birthday to you as well chris uh all right man still in the opening I'm a little tired. I don't I'll explain why. I'm, little t- I'm, st- I'm still kind of easing back into things this week, but let's talk about the beer we have for episode 51 this week. would be a nice tasty little brew from North Coast Brewing. Huge fan of North Coast Brewing. It's one, one of my favorite breweries. In fact, they are one of the few breweries that actually follow the podcast and, and, and go through and actually view our videos and stuff, so I, I would say we're a big Overall, big fans of North Coast Brewery. Oh, I miss you, too. My cousin just jumped on, and uh, as I'm going to get into it, I was spending uh, the past, like this past weekend and a couple additional days uh, doing some family stuff. Uh, but North Coast Brewing, and this is their Stellar IPA. Now, if you follow uh, Go Tell It to the Brewery, which you should, you should be subscribed to our YouTube page and, and checking those out. We've actually done a beer review of North Coast Brewing Company Stellar IPA, uh, and this is great because North Coast Brewing, they put out fantastic, tasty brews Uh, i love i I really haven't had i I don't think i've had a brew a beer from them that i didn't like um prankster is absolutely one of my favorite uh uh, brews that that they put out Uh, and this one i've become a big fan of it came out recently and it's called uh stellar ipa for a reason i know i'm taking a little time on 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 the beer this week but i just i want to get this out uh uh I want to get this out to everyone because it's important what they're doing. It's called Stellar. Now, it's not Stellar with an A, like L-A-R. It's Stellar with an E, and it's actually named after the Stellar uh, sea lions, which reside off the coast of California. And they came out with this one, and what they did was they came up with an IPA, called it Stellar, and a portion of each case of this IPA that's sold uh, is is actually donated to Marine Mammal Research and Rescue. So not only are you getting a great a great beer from a great brewery out of California, but you're also supporting marine mammal research and rescue, which is a great cause, uh, especially off the coast of California. They have a lot of problems with, with kind of protecting the seals and sea lions and and all that other stuff. Uh, That's the other thing. (laughs) Uh, You know, that's someone just brought up, I, we might try to get on Twitch. Twitch is kind of this new... Not new. It used to be just for gaming. And, and I've get, gotten some of that feedback before, too, that we get on... Should maybe get on Twitch. So maybe we'll start trying to do some live streams. Especially because Facebook's like kind of just about to like disintegrate into the madness. You know, We'll, we'll see what happens there. Uh, but check out the Stellar IPA from North Coast Brewing Company. That is what we're enjoying for episode 51. Uh, and if you want to learn more about it, head on over to the YouTube page. Uh, check out the Go Tell to the Brewery playlist. And you're going to find the Stellar IPA uh, beer review Within that playlist. Fantastic brew, especially if you're an IPA fan. It's a little smoother than most IPAs uh, and it's not sitting quite as high alcohol content as some IPAs. It's sitting like 6.5. And a lot of those IPAs are like 7, 7 7.5, you know. So, oh, it's a tasty one. I'm enjoying it. All right, We missed last week. Missed last week. uh, and I was just I was too busy. I was actually still in town. And that's the thing is I, I don't I never I never let people know when I'm going out of town, except for like my house sitter. You know, that, that's really, like, the only person I let know. Uh, I'm going out. Well, a couple, you know, a couple friends or whatever. But I don't announce that. I don't usually get on the podcast. Hey, I'm going out of town. Uh, so I spent the weekend up in the Bay Area for Easter with my family. Uh, I have an aunt and uncle up there and, uh, and two cousins and, uh, and my cousin's husband and my other cousin's uh, girlfriend. Uh, and, and my, my two cousins that are, that are married, have two kids. It was fantastic just spending like five days. We went Friday through Tuesday, fantastic spending the holiday. And you know, it just, it it was rejuvenating in a lot of ways. Uh, you know, I think everyone out there needs that. Um, you know, and maybe you're not so close with your family, but maybe it's your friends, whatever it might be. Everyone kind of needs that little, that little break, and and to to kind of fill up your cup, you know, this is what I always say about the burn. I go to the burn, and I get filled up for the rest of the year, you know, on on that energy, and that's really what I did, Uh, spend some time playing with with my cousin's kids and enjoying the holiday and seeing my aunt, uncle, and cousins is fantastic. On top of that, on top of that, most importantly for all of you out there listening I discovered a couple new beers that we will be bringing in for maybe some Go Tell to the Brewery beer reviews and most likely some some podcast episodes, so look forward to that. Lots of great beer coming out of Northern Really, lots of great beer coming out of anywhere. In fact, we'll go off script for a minute. I was talking with my uncle about this, and because it was like the whole craft brew thing, and if you're familiar with San Diego craft brews, Green Flash Brewing just got foreclosed on. Uh, when I was talking to my uncle about this, he's like, "There's just so much craft brewing out there, you know." And how do you keep track of it all? And it came, and, you know, and it came as realization a little while ago. When it comes to craft brews, the best way that I have found to to describe it and to really continue to kind of look into craft brews and enjoy them is to go local. So we all have our favorite craft brewers. I mean, North Coast is one of mine. That's not local for me. I'm in Los Angeles, Southern California. However, when I go to other places like the Bay Area, uh, you know, or even out of state, whatever it might be, I tend to look for those local beers. So I think that's what craft breweries have really morphed into is they have become they are still craft breweries, but they are these local beers. You go to a certain city to get those beers. You know, you go to Central Coast, you got Firestone Water, whatever it is, that's what craft craft breweries have have really morphed into. That being said, I think wherever you live, wherever you live, and now my aunt's jumping on the live stream. Hi, aunt Sue. Uh, Wherever you live, support those local breweries. Now, I live in Los Angeles, so I have so many to support, but that's really the way to keep them going. If you love a craft brewery, support them. I've mentioned McLeod Brewery on here. Like, support them. If you're into it, support them. And when you go to another place, when you're visiting, if you're a beer drinker, check out those local beers because it turns out there are local breweries everywhere, everywhere. It's, it's great. They're just, they're all over the place. And most of them are going to have quality, tasty beers. So check that out. Oh, all right, let's get into some social. Let's move it along here, huh? Oh, all right. I had some fun with social today. Definitely had some fun with social today. And this one had a little bit of a tie-in. So I was looking at trends as usual, you know, the hashtag trends and stuff. One of the first ones I found that I thought was pretty funny was hashtag things not to yell on a golf course. Things not to yell on a golf course. So look that up if you're interested. I'm going to give you a couple out there. Uh, one I really enjoyed. Someone put out on Twitter, uh, who's your caddy now? Hashtag things not to yell on a golf course, uh, alligator is actually not something to yell on a golf course, uh, is not something to yell on a golf course unless there's an actual alligator. If you're not familiar with golf, there tends to be alligators on a lot of golf courses, especially in Florida. We can talk about, here's the thing, we we can work on a gin episode. We can work on a a gin episode, uh, but once we get the patronage up, we need to get through the whiskey episode, then we'll get to a gin episode as well. Uh, But check that one out. Now, the tie-in that I thought was funny, As I just learned yesterday, uh, if you're familiar with golf, the Masters is happening this week and weekend. It just kicked off uh, like yesterday. I only tend to, I'm not a big golf watcher. I watch it like on Sundays when it's it's finally ending and everything. But what I did find interesting is the Masters is played at Augusta, which is a really exclusive golf course. It's played there every year. And they have some strict rules on a lot of stuff. I'm not going to get into all the, they have some pretty sexist rules and stuff. Uh, But they do have rules regarding like what you can actually yell during the Masters tournament. One of the things that they added this year that you will be kicked out of Augusta if you yell during the tournament is Dilly Dilly. Dilly Dilly. That's right. If you're not familiar with Dilly Dilly, that comes from all those damn Bud Light commercials (laughs) and everybody's yelling at all the time. Can't do that at the Masters. They're going to kick you out of Augusta if you're yelling Dilly Dilly. That's in addition to lots of other things. I mean, they do restrict kind of what you can yell, Um, but Dilly Dilly has been added to that list because... Everyone ever since like the Bud Light kicked off that campaign has just beat that one to death as we do with all like Budweiser and Bud Light campaigns. It's funny for like five minutes when they play it on the Super Bowl and then like everyone just beats it to death. <laughs> like, okay, we get it. Dilly dilly. Dilly d- Okay. Dilly d- Yes. So don't be yelling that on the golf course. Shouldn't be yelling it. Uh, but check it out. Hashtag things not to yell on a golf course. There's some, there's some good stuff on there. Uh, not nearly as good as this next one I'm going to talk about. Ah, uh, this one. I literally laughed out loud. Uh, I quit. I li- you can have too much fun with Dilly Dilly. <laughs> uh, I laughed out loud when I saw one of these. And this would be hashtag weird band merchandise. Hashtag weird band merchandise. I'm sitting in the studio. It's funny because when I'm sitting in the studio working, I tend to have the window. Like, it's closed now because I'm being loud as heck. I tend to have the window open, especially now that it's getting warmer. Uh, and I think... Anybody passing by my house or the neighbors were probably like, why is he laughing? Easily amused, wall fans. I'm easily amused. However, I want to share it with you. Uh, so hashtag WeirdBand merchandise. The absolute winner, the favorite one I found is Bono sells street signs with no name. Hashtag weird band merchandise. Check that one out. Uh, another one I liked was Green Day Recycling Bin. Now these aren't actually real things. I confused my wife a little bit because I, I was like, "This is funny." Green Day recycling bin. She's like, "Do they really?" No, Green Day doesn't make recycling bins for for merchandise. No, no, no. This is fake stuff that would be funny. You know, like MC's hammer. Uh, and of course, in common sense, go tell us the wall fashion. We had to go ahead and add to that. So I figured we need some Rick dinner rolls. Ba-doom-tsh. They're never. You're never gonna give them up. Oh yeah. See if you find that one. <laughs> Check out hashtag WeirdBand merchandise. Uh, now this next one I found, uh, I found it kind of funny, but I bring this one up because this has come up recently and then recently again. And then recently again, explicitly this last weekend, uh, the, the family that I was spending time with in the Bay area, they're actually from Chicago. They're, you know, moved from Chicago, uh, many, many, many years ago, uh, when my cousins were still kids. However, they are Chicago people and grew up in Chicago, my aunt and uncle and then really my cousins uh, for a while grew up there. So we are very familiar with pizza. And today, April 5th, 2018, is actually Deep Dish Pizza Day. So a hashtag that's floating around right now is hashtag Deep Dish Pizza. Now, go ahead and search that one. This isn't like a funny one that you're gonna see. um, And especially because a lot of people are getting on that, I hate Deep Dish, I hate. Well then why are you doing hashtag Deep Dish Pizza Day? Like, you know, find other things to do. Find other things to do instead of just bashing deep dish pizza. Uh, And I bring this up because I want to talk about the misconception of deep dish versus thin. I often run into people who say, I don't like Chicago-style pizza. I don't like deep dish. Give me the New York. I want the thin crust. Well, wall fans, common sensors, those of you out there that aren't aware, Chicago-style pizza isn't just deep dish. Did your minds just get blown? They shouldn't have because this should be common knowledge. I know it because I spent a lot of time in Chicago. a lot of A lot of my uh, a lot of my family is from Chicago, so I know there can be Chicago style thin crust. It's all about the flavor. I was literally just talking to my uncle about this over the weekend, who's from Chicago. And in fact, as much pizza as we ate in Chicago, one of the main places that I always go back to is Papa's Pizza Place, and they make thin crust pizza. That's really what I grew up on. It's thin crust pizza. Now, I like deep dish personally. I like New- Lou Malnati's. Gino's East, oh boy. Oh, I could, pr- I could probably sit in there for eight hours and just, like, eat two pizzas. It- it's fantastic. But it's not all deep dish. So let's crush that misconception. You know, everyone's New York's better because it's thin crust. No, no, it, there's thin crust in Chicago too. And I'll tell you right now, if you like New York pizza, that's fine. That's fine. But the flavor on a Chicago thin crust pizza, cannot be beat, cannot be beat. So trust me on that. Check it out. If you go to Chicago and you don't like deep dish, check out their thin crust. It's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. And if you're in California, you don't have a lot of options. You just don't have a lot of options, Uh, but there are some around. I've been told there's a place in, uh, in Eagle Rock, not far from me in Eagle Rock. This is Los Angeles. Uh, called Casa Bianca that I've been told by other Chicago natives is 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 the best Chicago style thin crust you can find in L.A. I'm gonna get over it. It's pathetic. It's it's literally five minutes from where I live, and I've lived in this area for for over five years, and I haven't actually been there, but I'm gonna get over there. Uh, and I only recently found this out from other Chicago natives that that uh, that it's fantastic Chicago style thin crust. So I'm gonna be checking that out. Uh, and again, nothing against new like. That's fine. I mean, nothing against New York pizza. The frustrating thing is when they're like, I like New York because it's thin. Well, no, you can like thin and still like Chicago style. And you're allowed to like both. If I'm walking down the street in New York and someone, and, you know, there's pizza, I'm going to eat that. I'm going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it. You know, uh, I even eat junk pizza. My, my wife and I ordered Pizza Hut last night. We were lazy. There's a pizza hut around the corner from my house and I just go pick it up. It's it, like, it's not as good, not near as good, but it's still pizza. It fills me up. I was, I was full after that. All right. We got a little more social Man, we're still on social. It's gonna be a long show tonight. I feel like it's just gonna be it's just gonna be one of those shows. All right, if you're not familiar with this one, In and Out, they are embroiled in a lawsuit right now. <laughs> not really embroiled, however, they have brought a lawsuit out against a uh, a prankster, a YouTube prankster named Cody Roder. Cody Roder. Uh, maybe you're familiar with his work. I am not. I think he basically goes out and does like kind of prank stuff you know, goes out and does, like, pranks, businesses, and everything else, uh, but apparently what he did was went into a couple of In-N-Outs here in Los Angeles area, uh, and pretended to be the husband of the CEO of In-N-Out, and basically caused a big stir, he even grabbed a, a hamburger from another, another someone someone else that was eating there, uh, which, and I think if, if you read into the story, like, he planted someone there to grab their cheeseburger and throw it on the ground, this is junk, and pretended there was, like, problems with the food and everything else, uh, well... In and Out didn't think it was so funny, so they have brought a lawsuit against him, and they're seeking a restraining order against Cody Roder. They don't want him in any other In and Outs. He's not going to be allowed in In and Outs if this goes through, uh, and because they're just they're not putting up with his little pranking madness here. Which I get, I get it, because it's like okay, calm down. We all need to calm down on like the pranking things, you know. This is just like that. Uh, the kid whose name we don't even say anymore, and I've kind of like completely put it out of my head. He just got kicked out of Yosemite. It's ridiculous, that kid. But like it's all shock value. Like, come on, do something a little more clever. And if you're gonna do pranking things, like get in with the business and do it kind of the way Burger King has done a few of those little pranking things that are also educational and informing people. Um and apparently this this Cody rotor. Uh, has also shot videos at Ralph's and Taco Bell, um, and Ralph's and Taco Bell refused to, to comment when, when asked about it. So, Cody Roeder, you're not going to be able to get your double doubles animal style anymore, my friend. I'm pretty sure they're going to win that lawsuit. Uh, the interesting thing is I think Uber Eats picks him up. So probably if he really needs a double double, he's probably just going to call Uber Eats or one of those and have it brought straight to him. Uh, all right. Now, in a turn of events, not even really a turn of events. It just it feels like In-N-Out is just getting pranked like crazy. April Fools' Day was on Easter. I'll tell you, I hate April Fools' Day. I I I I hate it. I hate it. I'm so sick like social media has ruined April Fools' Day cuz and I just refused to go on social media for the entire day. Luckily it was Easter and I just I didn't have time to even go on there, but it's ruined social media for the entire day. Now, there was an in out April Fools' prank with In-N-Out, not involving In-N-Out at all, uh, but th- like the actual company but involving In-N-Out food, and what happened was there's a uh, there's a program called the Eat Show. They're probably on YouTube or one of those. Again, not familiar with them. Uh, they actually pretended they were going into an In-N-Out meeting, and then showed the the food that was going to be unveiled, the new In-N-Out food that was going to be unveiled, and it was called like the California edition of the double. Which hello In-N-Out is that's California, you know, <laughs> In-N-Outs California company. Uh, so really, it's California style. Like either way, but. What they did was they photographed In-N-Out burgers with avocado and bacon. Avocado and bacon. And, of course, the Internet lost its mind. In-N-Out fans have been really... Well, not myself. Like, I, you know, I don't. I'm an In-N-Out fan. But a lot of In-N-Out fans have been asking for years for them to bring bacon in. And avocado just makes sense for a California fast food restaurant to have that. However, it was all a com- just completely a prank. In-N-Out had nothing to do with it. And, of course, everyone lost their minds. When they saw that video and then lost their minds again when they realized it wasn't actually happening. So remember, Wall fans, common sense says we don't believe a goddamn thing on social media on April 1st, regardless of the year, regardless if it's Easter or just a Wednesday. Don't believe anything on social media on April Fool's Day because you're just wasting your time. You're just wasting your time. All right, one more thing for social. I want to bring this up. You may have seen this one already because this one's like a week old or so. We missed a week, so we you know tend to be behind on some things. And that would be Chrissy Teigen, uh, the 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 model. She's been in sw- uh, Sports Illustrated swimsuit editions. She is uh, married to the the singer artist John Legend. You you may be familiar with her. If you're not, I would recommend following her on Twitter because she's very funny uh, and she she pulls no punches when it comes to just being honest. And here's an example of that. So Chrissy Teigen had shared a photo on Twitter, and I believe it was a company of some sort that was, that put out a poll. And they had like four or five different slices of bacon. And we, we all know some people like their bacon, like, not very cooked. Some people like their bacon, like, really crispy. And it was just this poll, like, how do you like your bacon? And she shared it and said how she liked her bacon. Well, all the vegans lost their minds. They all lost their minds. And they started chiding her. For liking bacon and tweeting photos of, like, dead pigs and all the ridiculousness. And that's fine. You know, I've always stood by this. If, if you want to be a vegan, that's fine. Be a vegan. You know, do you think it's an animal rights thing? That's fine, you know. But we live in a society where a lot of people don't think that way. And you don't need to be calling someone the devil just because they're eating bacon. Like, come on, bacon. It's the sense of entitlement. I'm not saying it's all vegans. I know plenty of vegans. Uh, I've known vegetarians that will literally cook meat for other people. You know, it 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 like it's not everyone, but there are these vegans out there. They're so self entitled. Uh, and if it's funny because if you go look through her tweets, she it, she was like, "Man, I would wouldn't mind being a vegan sometimes. At trying being a vegan at some point. However, I don't want to be super self entitled and 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 above everyone else." <laughs> it's funny because like another vegan jumps on and starts like chiding her for that. It's like. You're literally making Chrissy Teigen's point there, vegan Superman or whatever you you know. You're literally making her point. So Chrissy Teigen, stick to your guns. And the main thing, the main thing to keep in mind here is: be a vegan. Just don't be entitled. Don't give other people a hard time because they eat meat. Come on, it's it's something we do in our society. It we're meat eaters. We're carnivores. You know, we're carnivores. Talk about PETA! Like that's like PETA trying to feed cats vegetarian. Like, come on, <laughs> come on, do so find something better to do with your time. Just find something better to do with your time. All right, let's move along here. I gotta get another sip of my uh, North Coast Brewing Stellar IPA here. Mm. That is a tasty IPA. I really enjoy it. Really enjoy it. North Coast man, they do a good job. They really do. All right, uh, TV, film, and books. TV, film, and books. I made a point to get caught up on this before this podcast. Uh, it's funny because a couple months ago, we were, I was having a rough time with the podcast. I'm always honest about that with the podcast, where it's like, you know, do we continue doing this? Do we, do we shift gear? Do we do something else? You know, wh- whatever it is. Uh, and, and the marketing for this particular show started coming out and my wife said to me, you know what? If that's not a little bit of a sign for you, I don't know what else is. And that would be a little show called Alex Inc. Alex Inc. It's an ABC show. I believe it's on Wednesdays now. Um, I just caught up with the first two episodes. I, you know, I, I, I'm always behind, but I go and jump on the Hulu and get caught up. Uh, and I think it might be my new favorite sitcom out right now. Now, if you're not familiar with Zach Braff, you should be. He's a fantastic actor. Uh, now, not a serious actor. He's more of a comedic sitcom actor, uh, and again, if you're still not familiar with him, there's a little show called Scrubs that ran for seven or eight seasons, uh, and it was a wildly popular show, wildly popular show, uh, and that starred Zach Braff, that starred Zach Braff, he also, one of, one of my favorite kind of smaller budget movies of, of all time is Garden State, which starred Zach Braff, was a little bit of an inspiration, uh, and I gotta be honest with this, Alex Inc., Zach Braff still has it, and the comedy is there. Uh, the, the feels, the feels are there. So check out Alex Inc. Uh, and and uh, just to give you a little background on it, this Alex, uh, who's played by Zach Braff, leaves his radio show uh, to start his own podcast company. All the while, he's a 37-year-old guy married with two kids. If you're familiar with Go Tell Us The Wall podcast and my story, that is kind of how Go Tell Us The Wall podcast started, right before I had a baby knowing that I had a baby on the way and following my passion, uh, that hashtag have passion and luckily being supported by my wife and continuing this journey. So I am a big fan of Alex Inc. And we'll be continuing to watch that show. And I highly recommend any of you out there, especially if you're a sitcom watcher, fantastic show. I can't say enough good things about Zach Braff as a, as a comedic sitcom actor. He's just fantastic in there. So check that out. Oh, Stranger Stranger Things. I was about to say Stranger Fans. <laughs> Stranger Things fans, hmm, I happen to be one of those. Stranger Things, ah, they're in the news. They're in the news just recently. The the Duffer 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 brothers, uh, they're the brothers that came up with uh, with Stranger Things and created it and continue to run Stranger Things. Uh, they're actually they actually had a lawsuit brought against them just recently, just this week. There's a gentleman named Charlie Kessler. Charlie Kessler, who came out and filed a lawsuit saying that the Duffer brothers stole the concept for the show Stranger Things. Now, apparently, he he was at a party at uh, one of the film festivals a couple years ago and pitched the idea of a similar idea of Stranger Things to the Duffer brothers, uh, and nothing ever came to fruition of that. And now he has come out with a lawsuit. I don't think there's anything to this. I, I really don't. Um, However, we'll kind of watch it. The interesting thing is this is what always happens with these shows and with films and with concepts, whatever it might be. Uh, Stranger Things came out two years ago. It originally came out two more than two years ago, I think. I mean, we had the second season uh, that came out in October. second season that came out in October. I mean, it might have been three years ago, even, that Stranger Things premiered on Netflix. So it took this guy two to three years to realize, like, oh, one of the most popular shows in the United States and really probably around the world was my idea. And it took the dude two, two to three years to figure that out. Even if you're not a fan of Stranger Things, you know what it is. You can't miss it. You go to Target, for God's sake, and there's Stranger Things th- stuff all over. Of- Stranger Things things? Oh, man, where's Bridget? bridget got to keep me in line here. Stranger Things products all over Target. Like, y- you got to be living under a rock to not know what the hell Stranger Things is, even if you don't watch it. So, is anything going to come of this, this? This No, probably not. It's it's pro- nothing... I don't see anything coming of this. Uh, however, it's just interesting. We like to talk about it. Stranger Things fan here, and I know a lot of listeners uh, of the podcast are also Stranger Things fans. So we got to mention that. Oh, all right. A little more TV, film, and books. We're gonna have a little fire and brimstone here, and then we'll end TV, film, and books with a little little happiness. You know. Ah, uh, so. Speaking of reboots and all that kind of junk and sitcoms, we're doing all this stuff. Murphy Brown's coming, you know, uh, Will and Grace, and everything's got to be rebooted and put back on television and stuff. And, of course, of course, one of those things is Roseanne. The Roseanne sitcom that all of us are familiar with. You all know who the hell Roseanne Barr is. She had a little sitcom back in the late 80s, early 90s that was very successful. Very successful. ABC. ABC brought that back rebooted it and brought it back the interesting thing here and I think I mentioned this on a previous episode Roseanne Barr is a rabid rabid orange menace supporter rabid in fact if you think Roseanne Barr is funny I would encourage you to go check out her Twitter I don't follow her Twitter but I've seen some of her tweets and oh man I mean we're talking James Woods crazy James Woods crazy you know rabid Orange Menace supporter. Like, not to the point of like, oh, you're you're, you're Trump supporter? Okay, like, no, no. Rabid about it. And ABC gave her her sitcom back on ABC, which has been killing it in the ratings. Killing it in the ratings. Until episode three came out. And they had a little bit of a dip in their ratings. And the reason for that, that they're saying, I'm gonna give you, I'm just, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna give you a quote here. Here is, is a, is part of a scene from episode three of Roseanne, and this is Roseanne Barr talking to John Goodman. Uh, Roseanne plays the character Roseanne. John Goodman plays Dan. They're both. That's the Connor family. I just want to go through this for you. Uh, they they they're, they've dozed off on the couch. Let me set the scene up for you. They've dozed off on the couch and wake up disoriented. Uh, what time is it? Did I miss dinner? Dan asks. It's eleven. Roseanne says. We slept from Wheel to Kimmel, and then. We missed all the shows about black and Asian families. Dan says, "They're just like us." She says, "There, now you're all caught up." Now, the shows that they're referring to in Roseanne are blackish and fresh off, fresh off the boat. If you've watched these shows, the situations that those families deal with are nothing, nothing like what the Connors deal with on their show. However, the writers of Roseanne and most likely Roseanne Barr, who oversees the entire, like most of the show decided to take a jab at them twofold saying that all sitcoms are the same and most likely trying to infer that the sitcom that she her show Roseanne inspired all of these sitcoms that came afterward well Miss Barr no no it didn't I semi-enjoyed your show back in the late 80s early 90s it was moderately funny moderately funny however it went downhill so quickly Just so quickly. And then somehow someone thought it would be a good idea to give you a show, Miss Barr. To give your show back. And we've seen what's happening with this show, with lines like this. And in fact, a scene where she literally commits child abuse against what on the show is her granddaughter. Shoving her head in a sink and spraying it with a hose. And then there's a line about how our generation of snowflakes has ruined... Political correctness. Ruined it. So, Roseanne Barr, I have nothing to do with your show. I never will. I will never watch it. And I encourage any of you out there listening to use your common sense and not give her ratings. Because she doesn't deserve it. She's a hateful, bigoted, racist. We've seen that. If you need proof, go look at her Twitter for more than two seconds. You don't need more than two minutes. And you will see it. In fact, those of you that listen to the podcast will appreciate this because she spoke out against the social injustice protests that were happening in the NFL and encouraged fans of hers to boycott sponsors of the NFL because she felt it was disrespectful to the anthem and the flag, despite the fact that it had nothing to do with military or the flag or the anthem. The best part about that wall fans, the best, best, best part about that is the hypocrisy right there. The hypocrisy right there. Let me tell you about a little baseball game back in 1990 at Jack Murphy Stadium in San Diego, California. Those of you that aren't aware, that is what is now Qualcomm Stadium. They brought in Roseanne Barr to sing the National Anthem. She then proceeded to make a mockery of the National Anthem the way she sang it. Mockery. Screaming it. Not even singing it. As she finishes the National Anthem, right as she finishes it, she turns, spits, and grabs her crotch and then walks off the field. So, Miss Roseanne Barr, it's okay for you to do that and disrespect the flag and the anthem the way you did that. However, some African-American athletes kneeling for racial injustice is wrong. You need to go check yourself. That's what you need to do. And I hope to God that everyone realizes the racist bigot you are and stops watching your fucking show. Because you don't deserve the ratings you don't it's hateful and we don't need we don't have any room for that in this country we got enough of it coming out of DC we don't need it coming out of you and shame on you ABC for letting this continue just for ratings just for ratings unbelievable it's unbelievable I can't I just I can't get over it hypocrisy wall fans common sense says we don't support hypocrites and bigots and racists we don't so I won't be watching that show anymore. All right, let's lighten things up on TV, film, and books. Uh, as you know, I am an unapologetic Kevin Smith fan. Unapologetic. I love Kevin Smith. Bridget, you missed you missed the rant against Roseanne. Uh, welcome to Bridget. Make sure that Chris sees the top of the show where I wished him a happy birthday. Uh, welcome to Bridget, our on-air producer, who is who is here to keep me in line. Luckily, she came on after that Roseanne bar rant. I'm just kidding. She pro- she will probably agree 100% with that one. Um, all right, unapologetic Kevin Smith fan, as I said. So, there's a new little show coming featuring the great Jay and Silent Bob. That's right, Jay and Silent Bob from most of the Kevin Smith movies, the Jersey Trilogy. They have a new show coming out. And I love Jay and Silent Bob. I love Jason Mewes. Met, had the privilege of meeting Jason Mewes. Uh, those of you on the live feed can't actually see it, but I do have a signed giant Jason Mewes uh, J figure. Uh, over here, that was signed by Jason Mewes. Met him back, met him in Westwood years and years ago when the stash was still there. Fant- he's a great guy. Kevin Smith, great guy. Met Kevin Smith too. Great, great guys. And they are working on a new show. It's coming out. They're working in conjunction with STX. I'm trying not to think about that because I was working very closely with STX uh, many years ago before before I got out of the marketing game, uh, and it makes me a little jealous that I could have potentially been working on some marketing for this. However, they're working with STX Entertainment. On a new show, and it's gonna be shot and done in VR. VR. So those VR headsets. You'll actually be watching it on a VR headset. I'm sure you can watch it without it being on a VR headset. And it will be from the the first person perspective of Silent Bob. That's right, first person perspective. And it's basically Jay leading Silent Bob on all these ridiculous like adventures and they get into trouble and everything else. Now if you're familiar. With Kevin Smith and and his cinematic universe and and his shows, I mean, man, check out the Clerks animated series. You can probably find that thing on YouTube, uh, or really go on Amazon, buy yourself the box set. I've got the box set sitting in there with the, with a the few DVDs we keep around. Um, so, but check that out as well. Huge Kevin Smith fan, and and glad to see he's got a got a show coming out. Got a new show coming, out. live action, uh, but it's going to be filmed for VR. So keep an eye out for that. All right, let's move on to some music. Oh, music. I'm excited about this one, Wall Fans, Common Sensors. I'm excited. I didn't even know about this until today. The great band Pennywise is releasing a new album, Pennywise, out of Southern California. Crappy Punk Rock. We're big fans of Crappy Punk Rock here at Go Tells the Wall Podcast. Uh, New album coming out. You can actually pre-order it now. I jumped on iTunes. I didn't look at Google Play. I imagine it'll be the same on there, but they do have like three songs already available. Uh, but the al- the actual full album will drop, of course, on April 20th. Uh, so look forward to that. I'm excited about it. I listened to one of the first songs today. It is definitely Pennywise. Pennywise. A lot of people will tell you like, oh, I just- they sound the same every time. I-, I like it. If you don't like it, keep your mouth shut. Like, they, they posted a thing and everyone's like, this is Pennywise, more of the same stuff. Then why are you wasting your time? Why are you wasting your time? Then don't listen. It's am- it's just, it's amazing how that works in our society. It's amazing. If you don't like some kind of music, you don't actually have to listen to it. It's amazing. Right? Right? I know. I know. If you weren't aware of that, now you are. And now you can stop listening to that crap music that you don't like. It just, It blows my mind. It blows my mind. I like Pennywise. New album coming out if you're a fan of crappy Southern California punk rock. New album drop in April 20th. You can, do, you can pre-order it now. Check out a couple other songs. Uh, the first single off the album is up on YouTube, so check that out. Ah. And we have another instance of apology, but not apology. So the Eagles of Death Metal singer, if you're not familiar with the Eagles of Death Metal, they were playing the concert in Paris Uh Or in France. Was it actually Paris? I'm not. uh, It was in France. I don't know if that was actually Paris where uh, they had the mass shooting at that concert uh, and lots of people lost their lives. The Eagles of Death Metal singer came out and and basically chided all of the students that were in the March for your lives. I'm not going to get exact quotes. The point of this is he, of course, came out a couple days later after everyone got on him with a groveling video apology. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry I'm a son of a bitch. I'm so sorry I was an asshole on social media, you know, when really it's like, I'm so sorry I got caught. I thought you guys would think that I was right, you know, but then I realize everyone thinks I'm wrong because I am. So now I'm going to apologize this fake apology. I'm so sick of the fake – like, I'm so sick of it. You're not actually sorry. You're not actually sorry. You did it. You realized you were a son of a bitch and people were getting on you about it, so now you're apologizing. No more of that. Don't listen – I just said, you know, whatever you want to listen to, listen to. Eagles of Death Metal, yeah, don't even bother with them. Don't even bother with them because we're seeing more of that. We're seeing more of that. Gun-toting rockers who don't want kids to live, as far as I'm concerned. It was called the March for Our Lives. March for our lives. You have a problem with that? You have a problem with kids living? Okay. I don't understand how you could have a problem with kids living, but okay. Come on, Eagles with death metal. Maybe find a new lead singer. Uh, other music news. Mike Shinoda. Mike Shinoda just came out and announced he has a full-length album recorded that's going to be coming out June 15th. If you're not familiar with Mike Shinoda, he was one of the frontmen of Lincoln Park. I don't want to call him lead singer. Chester was really the lead singer, but he was kind of the secondary lead singer, and 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 did a lot of the producing and everything else. Coming out with a new album, it's going to drop June 15th. It's all done, uh, and it was actually recorded like you know, written and recorded in the months after Chester Bennington uh, died from suicide. So this would have been recorded after uh, like July was right around when when Chester committed suicide. Uh, so look forward to that if you're a Lincoln Park fan a Mike Shinoda fan. Um, I I. I I would call myself a moderate Mike Shinoda fan. He's he's had some other uh, projects that he's worked on that I've really enjoyed. Uh, so I'll, I'll be curious to see kind of how his solo stuff is. But if you are a Linkin Park fan, Mike Shinoda fan, look forward to that coming out in June. All right, let's get on to some sports. We got some sports this week. That's right. We got some sports. All right. Uh, now, this one, this one's personal to me, and you all got to deal with it. Loyola Chicago, the college, they were in the tournament. They won the first round of the tournament. Then they won the next round. Then they won the next round. Made it all the way to the final four when they shouldn't have been. For those of you not familiar with sports, they were ranked really low. They weren't supposed to... You you basically start this tournament with, with uh, 64 teams, and you weed it down. And they rank them all. So in each division, or each region, I apologize. Uh, so, so really, they ranked like 11. And very, very low ranking. And they just won, and they won, and they won. And they made it all to the final four teams Uh, of the tournament, and really they had a lead with like nine minutes left in the game uh, this past Saturday. And I bring this up because this one's important to me. And I mentioned it briefly on the podcast. When I was in high school, I applied to exactly two colleges, two colleges outside of California. Two! One of them was in Boston, and that was a legacy application. I applied to Northeastern. My uncle sits on the board of regents there and my father is very familiar with the like, so I applied, maybe I'll go there. The other one I applied to was Loyola, Chicago, Loyola, Chicago, of course, got into both. And my grandmother, once I got into Loyola, as I was sorting through all the schools I wanted, you know, was deciding between mainly in California for those couple months would constantly call me and say, you should go to Loyola. You should go to Loyola. Come in. You can live with me. Go to Loyola. She lived in Chicago. Of course I didn't go to Loyola. Not because I didn't want to be around my grandmother, but I went to film school. I stayed in California. I love California. You know. And I bring that up because my grandmother, as you know, if you've been a listener of the show, passed away this past July. She passed away. And so watching Loyola on that run, I couldn't help but think and you know, and if you're a atheist or you know, that's fine. Don't don't send me hate mail <laughs> you know. But to me, I do believe there's something else. I don't I don't believe there's I, you know, I don't know if it's God and Jesus like that, you know. I don't know what it is. I just believe there's something else. And for me watching that just brought back great memories of my grandmother. And that thought that maybe she's out there helping push them along a little bit, just saying, "Hey, I'm still out here looking out for you." To me, that was my grandmother speaking to me a little bit. Even though they didn't make it all the way and win the championship, for them to make it to the final four, which is a big deal in college basketball. Uh, so I bring that up because of that. And you all have to listen to my stories. This is this is how it works. It go tells the wall podcast. I'm talking to a wall, and sometimes I like to bring up personal things, uh, like my grandmother who I who I miss dearly, uh, and really do every day. Um, you know, I would like to say a little less every day, but one day it's less and one day it's more. You just you just never know how it is. Um, so so congrats Loyola. Happy to see you in that tournament, and and hopefully more good things coming. Um, all right, let's let's cruise through some of the sports here uh, now. Parkland. Parkland survivors needed a way to get to that March for Our Lives in, in Washington, D.C. A couple, a couple weeks ago. So the owner of the New England Patriots, Robert Kraft, you know what he did? He sent the New England Patriots plane. They have their own plane. It's, it's like a 747 or 730. It's, you know, large plane. Sent that down to Parkland, Florida to pick up all of the Parkland survivors and fly them up to D.C. for the March for Our Lives and then fly them back to Florida. Why do I bring that up? Now, the Patriots have gotten a lot of flack about their politics and everything else, but we can see here Robert Kraft, the owner of the Patriots, and his compassion, and helping out these kids to get to Washington, D.C. So good on you, Robert Kraft. We appreciate it. Uh, I can't, can't say enough about what he did to, to get those kids up there because that was extremely important, to get those kids up to D.C. and let them speak their mind, the survivors of that catastrophe. And he got them to D.C. All at his cost, not at theirs. So good on you, Robert Kraft. Uh, as you know, I mean, we're, I'm a fan of Robert Kraft anyway, just because of the Patriots, but good on you for that one, uh, definitely. Um, all right, I'm just going to cruise through. You know, I'm going to save this one. I'm going to save this one because there's going to be Olympic news like coming up. Uh, but this one I want to talk about. Julian Edelman, my absolute favorite New England Patriot, actually possibly thwarted a... A school shooting recently, about a week ago, somebody informed him that there was a comment on one of his Instagram things, and it was a kid saying, "I'm gonna shoot up my school." Watch the news. Now, Edelman didn't see it because you know, when you're high profile and stuff, you get hundreds of comments and everything else. Um, I mean, honestly, and we don't like we don't get hundreds of "Go Tell the Wall" comments, but even some like I even miss stuff on "Go Tell the Wall," and it pales in comparison to a, to a high profile professional athlete like Julian Edelman. So what he did was he went through found that comment, and alerted the authorities in Boston. He was actually in another state, like, doing either vacationing or or doing a press event or something. Alerted authorities in Boston, uh, who then did some searching, found the IP address, and actually tracked down the kid. I think it was in Michigan, somewhere in the Midwest. uh, Tracked down the kid and arrested him. And we don't know for sure that he was going to shoot up the school, but they arrested him, found multiple rifles in his house. Uh, So thanks to the due diligence of Julian Edelman's fans, and Julian Edelman, and the police force in Boston, and I believe it was Michigan, nobody quote me on that, but whatever other town it was, to actually get to the bottom of this and find this kid and make sure he wasn't actually going to carry out what he was claiming he was going to do on Julian Edelman's Instagram comments. So, not that I needed more reason, because I love Julian Edelman, man, it's my favorite patriot. He's a fantastic guy, fantastic football player. But good on you, Julian. I'm hoping, I'm looking forward to seeing you next year after you recover from that knee injury that you sustained last year. Uh, all right, let's get into some tech. I'm running short. We still got time, but I'm running short. I'm kind of looking at the clock. But of course, I'm going to take a sip of my my North Coast Brewing uh, Stellar IPA. Mm. So let's let's cruise through some of this tech. All right. Uh, Google Maps, if you're a Google Maps user, you might have noticed uh, starting Sunday, they did a little Where's Waldo tie-in, and if you're not a Google Maps user, you can actually access it on the desktop, I believe it's happening all this week, it's going to be ending at the end of this week. But they did a fun little Where's Waldo thing. You might see Waldo pop up in your map thing. Once you click on him, it takes you to a whole fun little virtual "Well, Where's Waldo game. I, of course, did it. I was a big Where's Waldo fan as a kid. So, of course, I went through and did it all. But if you haven't seen it already, check it out. If you're not an Android user, don't use Google Maps. Just check out the desktop. Just go to Google Maps like on, on your web browser, and you should be able to get it as well, which is probably the better way to go. I did it on my phone, and it's like like looking for Waldo. And my wife was yelling at me. I was still, we were still up in the Bay Area. My wife's yelling at me. It's like 12:30 at night, uh, like Monday night or something, and or Sunday night. And she's like, "What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm finding Waldo. I'm finding. Wa- Just go to bed. Okay, I'll go to. Yeah. Anyway, check out Waldo on Google Maps. I thought it was. I thought it was clever. Uh, they did a good job with it. And it's, it's just a fun little, even if even if you don't love Waldo, it's a fun little time killer. You know, little brain tease, whatever you want to call it. Um, all right, more tech. New GoPro came out. This would be a budget-friendly uh, GoPro, but still very powerful. It's not like super stripped down. It's just more budget-friendly. It doesn't have quite as many of the bells and whistles as the uh, GoPro Hero 6 that just came out. Uh, but the price point is what's interesting on this one. It came out at only $200. Uh, I believe it's out already. If it's not all right, out already, it's coming out soon. So if you're in the market for an action camera, you know something along those lines, this might be the way to go with the new GoPro Hero that is that is out or coming out at $200, which is about half the price, uh, maybe even more than half the pr- less than half the price of the GoPro Hero 6 that came out. Oh I put these in I put this stuff in, in tech because I, I find I think it's tech tech e stuff. Uh, there is a, a, a chemist, a biochemist at UC Berkeley that is working on beer without hops. So give a little happy birthday to Seth and Chris at the top of the podcast. Here's an extra happy birthday for you, Seth. Uh, my good friend and patron and fan of the show, uh, Seth is actually allergic to hops to stop drinking beer a few years ago so this might come in handy for those of you out there that are allergic to to hops but really enjoy beer they're still perfecting the uh the formula but they've done a good job and they've they've gotten close to the beer taste a little bit different but without actually using uh any hops so that'll be interesting to see if it's a thing you know we all eat meat that's not meat and blah, blah blah you know so maybe we can drink beer that doesn't have hops in it you know who knows uh and more beer news Blue Moon, if you're not familiar with Blue Moon, they are out of Colorado. They became very mainstream many years ago. They started in Denver, in Colorado. They actually started at the, uh, the Colorado Rockies uh, baseball field there as, as a small microbrew, and just blew up. Um, but Blue Moon has come out with three new beers. Now, they're not actually beers because they don't have hops. They don't have alcohol. What they do have is marijuana. These are marijuana infused drinks. That's right. Blue Moon is putting out three different marijuana infused drinks. They're only going to be available in Denver, of course, but we'll see if that actually you know, spreads out to other states that have recreational marijuana and, and all the other good stuff. In fact, I, I know uh, West Hollywood just recently got approval to to open um, a lounge that can serve uh, marijuana edibles. So it's going to be interesting to kind of see how all of this pans out. And Blue Moon, of course, is a large, they're a large-scale brewery and they're putting out these three different drinks that all uh they're marijuana infused drinks and so far the news is uh that they'll kind of hit you th- at the same pace as a beer that's what i'm seeing now of course um, they're gonna need to do extensive testing and blue moon you know if you need test subjects go ahead and send some of that stuff out to uh highland park california you know i can let you know just to be sure uh anyway i'm just kidding not really yeah maybe no no you can hey, you want it yeah that'd be an, that would be an interesting podcast beer. Oh, Oh, oh. Bridges right now going. No, no, you can't. No, no, not on the pod. No, (laughs) I know she is. She won't admit. No, she is. Uh, but that would be a fun one. Uh, so keep an eye out. That might be, if you're in Denver, if you're in Colorado, you, you might be able to get your hands on that, but maybe we'll see that kind of spreading out to the other states that do have recreational marijuana. It's interesting. Just all kinds of things happening. Uh, and and more mar- medical marijuana news, recreational marijuana news. Um, oh, okay. Bridget's got to test it first. So okay. So Blue Moon, you got you send it to me, but I'll have I'll have my on-air producer test it, and if she okay's it, we can actually get it on the pod. Uh, good call, Bridget. I should have known that's what you're gonna say. Hmm. Um, all right. So speaking of m- medical marijuana and recreational marijuana, story just came out. NPR posted this, but they they did a lot of research, and apparently. In states that have, and this isn't just states with medical marijuana or recreational marijuana. In, in any state that has eased the laws on marijuana, they have seen that opioid use has dropped drastically in all of those states. Dropped drastically. Um, and the only thing I have to say to that is, of course it did, you idiots. Of course it did. I've been saying that since this podcast started. Of course it did. Uh, pain management... What you're stuffing people full of opioids for, yeah, medical marijuana helps with that. It's amazing. It's amazing what happens when you use science and common sense. So now we're just seeing more of this. Uh, and in addition to that, actually Congress, uh, in, in the crazy budget that that came out a couple weeks ago, they actually they, they actually took away power from Jeff Sessions and, and the federal uh, drug enforcement, uh, whatever their agency is. They actually cannot go out and, and arrest people Um in other states, and like they took that power away from the federal government. They're leaving it up to the states. So we're seeing really a revolution here, which we've been seeing for years, but it's really picking up steam here, and, and we'll see more and more of that, I'm sure. Uh, other just fun news, Mark Marin, fellow podcaster, fellow Highland Parker, at least for now, I'm not sure where his new place is. Uh, if you listen to him, he's mentioned that his house was going to go on the market. It officially went on the market in Highland Park, California, if they have another open house, I'm just going to go over there and check that out. I find it interesting because it, it, it's a smaller bungalow house. It's, it's in the hills. It's very nice. I mean, Highland Park, I, I recommend it. Uh, just be aware you can have a lot of fireworks. You might have some shootings. You, you know, your, your car might get... But I, I would still kind of recommend it. Uh, and this and house is up for sale. I find that interesting. I'm going to go check out the open house simply because I was thinking about it. I was like, man, the amount of stars and well-known people that have gone through that garage is just Amazing. And don't forget that includes President Barack Obama. So if you're in the Highland Park area, check out that open house. Even if you like, I'm, I'm not trying to encourage you to go waste a realtor's time, but come on, <laughs> like just go check out the garage and be like, Obama stood here. I mean, it's cool. I'm like that's cool for any president except the current one. If, if you told me like any president was in this random place like near me, I'd be like, I'm gonna go check it out. Except for the current one, I'm gonna get as far away from it as possible. If the current fat son of a orange menace person has you tell I've had no patience for the Orange Menace this past couple weeks, as none of you should. All right. Uh, all right. I got two more things. I'm, I'm, I'm going to run through these. We're going a little over tonight uh, because this one I've been sitting on, and, and it, it bothers me to an extent for two reasons. So there's a study that came out talking about a link for mass shooters which, of course, everyone's trying to find. It can't possibly be the access to guns. No, it has nothing to do with the access to guns. So we're going to find every other reason that that young men would go and shoot up a school. Well, one of those connections that they're now finding is the 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 lack of a father, an absent father in those situations. And there's some, some studies that have come out and said, well, that's the link between all of them. And clearly, this has to be a thing. An absent father is... is, is Part of the, the factors that is pushing these kids toward mass shooting. This bothers me for two reasons. First one. If you've listened to the podcast, I had an absent father at one time in my life. An absent father who passed away a couple months ago. Who I wouldn't even call my father. I used to call him Michael. Unfortunately, I spent the first eight to ten years of my life without a father. Until my dad came in, and stepped up. Now, did that make me want to go shit up a school? No. Am I discounting that study? No. The other problem I have with it is this is another narrative that one side is using to dismiss the fact that we need better gun laws. Is this something we should study? Yes, sure. But don't use it to diminish the fact that we need stricter gun laws. We need gun reform. Now, and that's what they're doing, trying to change the narrative as usual, always trying to change the narrative and don't let them do that. We can't let them do it. We need to keep this momentum going and we need change in this country. We need kids like those Parkland students who are out there spreading the common sense and trying to enact change in a country where we need so much change. It's not even funny. That's why that bothers me the most. All right, I have an uh, irritating but feel-good story for you now. I'm going to end with this one. I love this one. I found it today. found this story. Uh, now, there was a teenager who went into a cupcake shop uh, to buy some cupcakes. She actually walked into the store intending to buy six cupcakes. This happened last week. It's one of these high-end cupcake shops. You know, they're all around the country. we got a lot of them in LA. High-end, you know, designer cupcakes or whatever. Um, so she goes in there, and she's waiting in line and gets up to the counter and there's a couple of women standing behind her, and I don't even want to say she's over overweight, because I, I don't think she is. She she's not skinny. She's she's not like rail thin, like a Victoria's Secret model or you know whatever else. And she hears these two women behind her, and one of them says, and I quote, "I hope this fat bitch doesn't buy all of the cupcakes." And I quote. So what does she do? I'm you know, and uh, her name is Vega Blossom. And she actually, I want to put her name out there. Uh, And what does she do? She proceeds to buy every single cupcake in the case, which ended up being like 20 cupcakes. So she buys all the cupcakes. So these women standing behind her cannot buy any cupcakes. She bought all the cupcakes. So what do I say? I say, good on you, Vega Blossom. Good on you. Stick to your guns. And we need to do better as a society. We don't need to be shaming anyone. It's none of your business. It's none of your business how many fucking cupcakes she eats. It's not. We live in a free country. There's a bunch of idiots running around saying, we need to be able to shoot whatever gun we want. Yeah, well, this teenager can eat however many fucking cupcakes she wants. And good on her for doing that and showing them up. And apparently, she actually didn't want to reveal the store to cause a big problem, which, good on you for that, too. She's not trying to cause a big stir with the store or anything else. But apparently, the employees of the store actually threw in a bunch of extra cookies and chocolates. Because they heard those other women behind her. And that gives me hope that there are more people like us. Like you out there, wall fans, common sensors, Like me. Like those that all of us and we and you hang out with and keep in our lives. That can put people like this in their place. Because there's no excuse for that. No excuse for that. And Vega, have as many cupcakes as you want. You do you. That's what it's about in this country. That's what it should be about. And as soon as we get that orange son of a bitch out of there, we're going to continue to build toward that. Oh, wall fans. Oh, I think we're done. I think we're done. Yeah, we're done. Oh, we're well over time too. Uh, Bridget, thank you for joining. Make sure Chris gets his, his birthday shout out at the top of the show. I know. Chris, our stance at information, he's probably out drinking for his, I don't know what he's, he's, who knows, it's his birthday, but happy birthday to Chris, happy birthday to Seth, for those of you out there, patrons, supporters of the show, common sensors, if you do want to get one of these super, super limited edition stickers, hit me up, hit me up, tell me something funny, tell me how you're spreading the common sense, and of course, if you're already a patron, you're getting, you're getting a sticker, don't worry about it, don't worry about it, you know who you are, and you're getting one of them, Ah. Uh. All right, wall fans. Thank you for joining. This has been episode fifty-one. Remember, for your doses of common sense between episodes, check us out on Facebook, facebook.com/go tell to the wall. Of course, on Twitter at Tell The Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Make sure you subscribe to our YouTube. Go on there, search, go tell to the wall. You'll find all kinds of awesome videos. And of course, check out our website, Sean O'Rourke we will take you to all of those things, including our Patreon page where you can financially support the show. And don't forget, if you like what you're hearing, tell your friends, share it for God's sake. Just let's get the word out there. Let's get the word out. We're growing. We're getting bigger and we need to continue growing. So get it out there. And wall fans, we will be back with the live feed next week. Same wall time, same wall place. And, of course, wall fans, common sensors, patrons, all of you out there listening, always remember, no matter what you do, no matter where you go, no matter who you're with, and no matter why you're doing it, always, always use common sense.